everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera, and we've got producer Corey in tow, but we also have a very special guest. We've got the special menu here. We've got Chef Jeff. Chef, it's a pleasure to have you joining us today. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Appreciate good. you having me. Good, dude. Uh, we're excited to hear the specials on the menu today. But before we get into it, just a quick word. Um, if you if anybody is in New Jersey and is very interested in investing in players like their stocks, hit me up. You can get a part of Mojo. Get your free stocks. Sign up with Mojo code, promo code, Delera, D-E-L-L-E-R-A, 125 for $125 deposit bonus on your first $25 deposit. You can fade people. I shorted the hell out of Lonzo Ball. So you can do that. You can hop on some of the props. You can hop on some longs, uh, maybe get a draft prospect that you like there. So there's a lot of different opportunities and it's it's pretty much, it's a lot of different fun. So you can move in and out of markets very easily. It's very liquid. Um, and that's one of the advantages and differences of Mojo. So sign up with my promo code Delera125 for $125 deposit bonus. Um, but chef, that brings me to you. So I'm excited to have you on. Uh, you're one of the many guests that we've like had on now, and it's exciting to have different cappers on because I think everybody brings a little bit different to like perspective or so to speak to what they've got going on and how they cap games. And before we kind of get into some of your best bets for the Wednesday NBA slate, I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about your process and a little bit about how you kind of have become this like pretty good Twitter capper. And, you know, you also have, you know, your dub club and everything else. So you've, you've had a lot of success so far. Um, but what, what kind of got you into it? Um, what got me into it? Let's start. Um, actually when I turned 21, one of my uh, best friends started, he, he just, he was into betting already. He turned 21 probably about a month and a half before I did. Um, and he just, he, I actually had like, I can't even lie. A lot of people, you know, might have somebody that turned them into like, you know, like a degenerate is what we would call them. You know, like <laughs> as soon as you start, you're 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 automatic degenerate. I wouldn't say I'm not a degenerate. I remember when but... that happened to Joe. Oh yeah, <laughs> back not that long ago, but, but... about 2016. <laughs> yeah. So my uh, but my buddy, you know, he he actually like he didn't walk me through the whole process. A lot of the stuff I learned on my own, but like he he was smart with like bringing me in. He got he brought me into like you know straight bets and straight bets really only, and so that's. I mean, I've always watched sports my entire life. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, do I do it? Do I start doing it? Do I not? You know, and then I just fell in love with it. But I mean, ever since then, it's just really just so much information brought in every single day. Like, I feel like I'm learning something new. Finding somebody like somebody that's bringing something new to like, not just like the community, like the NBA community, but like any type of sport. Like, I'm I'm willing to literally learn any type of sport to be able to cap it. And yeah. I mean, and that's not like, and I know some people might have their opinions on, you know, that might be a bad thing. You might want to specialize in one thing, but like, okay, I don't, yeah. I don't see myself as like specializing in one sport, not even two sports. I, I, I see myself as versatility. Like, if, you know, I got to keep <laughs> the menu fresh. I can't just be boring all, you know, all no, season I mean, long. So. Dude, that, that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, I think that's the thing I like, I like, you know, I, like the listeners know, like I pretty much mostly play NBA um, mm -hmm. like as long as NBA is in season, like that's what you're going to get. But, you know, like we'll dip into some MLB, we'll dip into NFL, uh, you know, like all the major sports, even a little bit of puck action, but that's, <laughs> that's really producer Corey's forte, but you know, it, it's, it's definitely a different experience, but I think that the main thing is, you know, as long as you have the means to focus in on like particular plays, you don't need to cap the entire slate and then be like, all right, like this is the one play that I want to play today. You know, it's like if you have an idea of, you know, this is a game that I want to target for this reason, then you can kind of get into it in that way, you know? Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's more about markets than it is about the actual sport itself. Um, yes. So, I was so gonna say that's, go ahead. Like I was going to say, what, what specific markets have you really been finding success in lately, especially with, you know, the NBA kind of heading towards the end of the regular season, heading into the playoffs? So you talk about markets as in just NBA markets or just any any market, any sport? Yeah, both, both, honestly, but okay. you can answer both. Uh, NBA is a little hard because I cap NBA a little bit different than I do other sports. So like okay. MLB coming up, you know, two days yeah. um, last season. So I didn't really start NBA or MLB out right away. Um, I kind of just 
watched it a little bit. Um, didn't really try to because I, I don't, I wasn't as confident in myself, you know, to, to be posting something. Um, and then, you know, especially now, like if I would have started MLB now, like with dub club and all that stuff, it would be a lot more, I'd be a lot more like particular when it comes to, you know, just betting, uh, definitely a certain market. So, I mean, last season, my biggest market, and I talked about this. So we had a little bit of a Twitter space a couple of days ago with uh, some guys doing like an MLB preview and I came in there, but I don't know a lot about MLB. I've started watching the sport like a year ago. Um, <laughs> what a well, time I, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like a year ago, maybe two <laughs> years ago, maybe two years ago, but like actually like getting into it and like learning the rules, learning yeah. how to, you know, research it and stuff like that. I'd say probably a year and a half ago, but That's um, fair. But I last season I went on like a crazy tear with first five team totals. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something where like now I'm not I'm not going to even focus on really it's that or total bases. I mean, a lot of people do total bases, though. I mean, that's how you kind of get your your uh, money's worth when it comes to like parlays and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like I think like, area. <laughs> I think it's tough, you know, like you're right. It's really tough to be good at like every market and try to figure it out um, unless you're like completely immersed in the sport. And baseball is even tougher, I think than tradition than some of the other sports there are out there just because there's so much data there's so many different matchups there's so many different scenarios right that can really change the dynamics of it and then you can even throw in the weather right i was gonna say that (laughs) so like i know personally for me like i found a lot of success last year in uh and the year previously in betting outs um like pitcher outs uh i like to do that so i'm sure you will be seeing some of those firing off the action app but cal quantrill over 60 and a half outs just absolute lock city (laughs) of the year um so anything with cal and then uh i also was finding some success in correlated ppds with you know strikeouts and whether and the team's money line so that that i did find a lot of success doing that but for nba then you know to bring you kind of back there I know you said you cap it a little bit differently than you do everything else. Um, what's your, like, what's been your go-to market lately? And then we can kind of get into your process a bit. Um, okay. So I, I'd have to just say like the combos, like I, I just, it's hard for me to bet things straight unless it's like a rebound ladder. Like, you know, like you would Rudy Gobert, you know, Hey man, Rudy's um, my guy. Rudy's your guy. <laughs> like, um, but no, I just, I, I don't know. Like tonight, I mean, I had, Pascal Siakam, you know, points and assists. Like, that's just something where, yeah, I I feel like there's a little, obviously there's going to be more fle- like flexibility because, you know, you've got two different stats. Um, yeah. But when it comes to a team like the Raptors, you've got five guys that can drop 20 plus do, points. Do a little bit of so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you kind of have to have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love betting three-pointers. I Obviously, last season, way more last season than I did this season just because – change in volume, change in like how my content was uh, posted and stuff. But last season I did um, pretty much when I, my, my Twitter account kind of took off, I posted yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot threes. of ladders. Yeah. Three, threes three are, point ladder. threes yeah. are fun. Cause like, you're never, you're really never out of it. Like yeah. you, your guy needs like three threes and he has none going in the fourth quarter. You're like, it's not dead. If, yeah, if you have dead. a 20 point prop and your guy's got none going in the fourth quarter, it's like, Oh, this is toast. Yeah, so, but then you you put like you put a unit or you you put to win a unit for the three, and then you've got four and five, and it's like if he hits a three, cool, you've got the full unit, and then it you got a little bit extra change, you know, with the with if you lose the four and five because you know the three is obviously going to be closer to you know even odds. So yeah, absolutely. So no, I'm I'm with you there, and one of the things I like I always am curious to know people's thoughts on this because I I struggle a bit with betting. Um, combo stats right so like i like them sometimes because i think that certain guys are going to get especially now right with the way the rotations are teams are tanking teams are resting you can kind of get guys where you know you just know their role is going to be you're going to get more volume so you're like i'm going to bet on volume and i'll take the pra i'll take the pa pr whatever right sometimes i struggle with it on like superstars right because i always feel like you're selling a stat like if you added everything up for the flexibility you're like selling a stat um to get that and then i'm always looking at it and i'm like well do i really think that because the lines are sharp like we all know that it's like do i really think that he's going to go over or like be within one of whatever the prop was 
and like and you know and go over them or like do, do i think that there's a weak spot in any of them you know so how do you like kind of parse that difference when you're handicapping it or are you kind of looking for guys where they could kind of go off in any of two stats and they have a pretty good floor in each yeah i think it would be a little bit more on the looking for a guy that is pretty well balanced and like rebounds and assists. Like if you if you were to use that, you know, if you're if you're betting rebounds and assists, I want a guy that's gonna give me, you know, let's say if it's a point guard, I want to, you know, and he's got a ten and a half line. I'm I want him to at least give me eight eight assists and three rebounds. You know. Yeah. So, so sure. I would say something like, I mean, this might be a little off balance because he gets his line will never be this low, but Tyrese Halliburton would be a first example. I've played his oh, his man. rebounds and assists before. We love so. Tyrese. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I like I like Halliburton. He's because he's another guy where it like he, he he could score 14 points but have literally 20 assists. Right. So he's always somebody that I'm like down for that, down for the cause on a combo stat with. Yeah. Um, but talk me through your process. Like, cause you said you cap NBA a little bit differently than you do other sports. Um, what is your like what's your daily kind of routine for it? Or like are you going into slate cert with spots circled? You're like Yo, I know this matchup's gonna be great. I'm ready for it. And like, what? How do you go into it? So it's definitely <laughs> changed. I mean, obviously, we're learning, you know, new things every single day. But like, sure. when I when I first started, it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of the, you know, like the fantasy pros looking like last seven, last fifteen matchups. I still look at those every day, but now it's come to the point where like, not not come to the point, but you know, we're we're closely in the season. So even tonight, like, um. I was talking earlier with somebody and just saying how like some of these games matter. Some of these don't, um, you know, is Cleveland going to try tonight because they don't really need to go to the third seed. Like their matchup's not going to matter that much. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so I still do look at that stuff like last seven, you know, just because if a team is playing, especially after the trade deadline, that was like one yeah. of the biggest things, you know, if you look at the last first seven games after the trade deadline and you see, these, yeah. These te- <laughs> yeah, like, but then there was also teams where like you have now, I mean, even, you look at a team like Golden State, like they're getting torn up to centers and they used to be a team where like you couldn't even touch them in the paint, you know, like they, you couldn't Dude, even go yeah. in the paint with, with Golden State. So it's like, it's such a flip-flop world, you know, it, things can change so much differently, but like um, a lot of the times I'll come in, I try to now look at, especially where we're at in the NBA state, like right now, try to look at if the game actually matters because like, yeah. Because that's where it's getting to the point, you know, you're seeing guys like Shy and Jimmy sitting out in games that they, if you I think mean, about it, Shy needed to play tonight. Like, I mean, they're probably yeah. going to, I don't know what the score is, but Jimmy also needed to play tonight and look what Yeah, happened. I felt like Jimmy sitting was odd, like sitting against the Raptors as opposed to sitting against the Knicks. Um, like the Knicks is a tougher matchup, you know, front to back, like there's no real way around it and they're not going to catch New York. It's just like, it's very unrealistic. So the only other thing that I could think of is maybe that they felt that Jimmy sitting against the Raptors was a spot where, Hey, we might see them in the play in. We don't want to like show our cards or we don't want them to be able to test things out on Jimmy. So like, that's the only thing that I was thinking, like maybe that's why, but it still is definitely like a little bit of a weird decision from like a game plan perspective, you know? So uh, I was definitely curious about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just kind of when I come into a slate and I look at it, I'm like, there's a couple different you know things I use, and I'll I'll bring it up. Um, maybe sure. a month ago, maybe close to two months ago, um, and you know you're you're a part of this, but Eli he has his whole cheat sheet, and uh, yeah, he's provided access for a lot of us cappers, and I use that a lot because I have found some pretty good success of like you know, looking at, especially like the primary and secondary scoring options. Um, I had like three straight days, I guess three straight games of where I was attacking teams <laughs> um, with the Raptors. And it was, it was Fred Van Vliet actually before he like, he had like three games of scoring like 25 plus points. And yeah. then he had, and then he fell off and he was yes. assisting everything out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he was assisting everything in those games. And I even, I kid you not, I played uh that, couple days later you know when he started to go in that that span of hey let's not shoot the ball and let's pass the ball more i the one thing i look at a lot 
more than anything, more than the last seven, you know, this, this team's giving up the fourth most points to power forwards. I look at usage. Like that's yeah. just, it's, it's always gotta be usage. Cause if a guy's not doing something that I'm betting on, then I look stupid for betting on him. It's so, tough. Yeah. It's real tough. Like the, when you bet on somebody, the they get no shots. <laughs> yeah. And, but the usage sometimes still doesn't make any sense. And that's just the NBA for you. Like that night yeah. I bet, I bet on his under four points uh, or no, I'm sorry. I bet on his over. Fred VanVleet's over for like assists. I think it was like eight and a half. Yeah. Got it like plus one, 110 on Barstool because, you know, they're slow. Um, and no offense. <laughs> I mean, they, all, they just no, are. Like... No offense. And then that game, he throws up 18 shots and scores 36 points. And I'm like, <laughs> and he has seven assists. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Sometimes it's just, sometimes it's just the way it works just, out. You know, it's just the way the cookie one... crumbles. Right. But, you know, I think that when you take all those things into consideration, you know, um, what like do you have like a favorite tool or anything like that that you like to use like obviously you just mentioned uh like Eli's stuff is very good um i have, i don't use it regularly but his stuff is very good uh you know like i go to props.cash i go to statmuse i use like our tools at action network um is there anything that you're that you like if you had to pick one tool or you're like i can't live without this one for whatever reason you know um and it's not an ad, <laughs> not an ad, <laughs> but ad. <laughs> is there some, or is there like a, is there a stat, but like that you like to look at the most when you're kind of determining a play? This is like the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So you're, you know, you're a big Rudy Gobert guy. All right. Yeah. So yeah. not only is it great to look at, you know, stat news and look at the matchup, but the one thing I love to do, which I will, I will also look at, you know, here in a little bit, when we talk about, you know, this Wednesday yeah. slate, um, when it comes to rebounder, like rebounders, and they are huge guys, long wingspans. They don't move a lot. They they play their team plays man to man, so you know they're just camped in the paint. Yeah. Um, you know, like what is it? Team rankings? Yeah, yeah. Team rankings. I mean, I use that so much. I mean that that in NBA advanced stats is like that's all. That's pretty much Dude, they're like all I have to use. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sometimes they're hard to figure out, but like once you mm-hmm. figure out what, how to use them, you got some nuggets there, you know? Like, <laughs> like looking at how like a team defends like pick and roll, like the roller or the pick and roll, that ball handler, like that stuff. And then looking at how much, you mm-hmm. know, you can literally figure out whatever you want on those, on those websites. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, the rebounding thing, I love to look into like how much a team shoots threes and how much a team shoots twos. And when you're betting on a rebounder that is like, or a guy that, you know, averages a high amount of rebounds, like an example, Rudy Gobert. Sure. Um, because he might, he may or may not have a matchup coming up um, where his opposing team shoots a lot of twos. And so <laughs> it's a very, like, if, if you just think about it, like, yeah, a lot of times rebounding people think like, oh yeah, it's just the way the ball rolls, which it is. Sometimes it's, you know, it's just the way sometimes, the ball rolls. Yeah. yeah. But then you've got guys like Rudy Gobert that are just like, I'm going to put my hands up and I'm just going to grab whatever I want because the ball is, if they're, if they're taking shots, you know, 10, 10 feet from the, the hoop, there's no way it's flinging back to the it's guy. Not, the yeah. The distance line. of like, rebound is not right. that far. Yeah. And so you can go on, you know, NBA stats and find how, what his average rebound distance is. And, you know, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't know what your favorite play was for today, but uh, for the Wednesday slate, but I know we can talk about Rudy Gobert against the Phoenix Suns a little bit. Cause they got Kevin Durant coming back. Um, and it was definitely a spot that I did want to talk about. Um, but I don't want to, I don't know where, I don't know where your picks are right now, but uh, we, we can definitely, <laughs> we can definitely pull that one for a second and talk about it. If you, if you're down uh, for that. I might've been leaning a little bit towards that. I don't know if you caught that, but like, yeah, I, I mean, I've been I, leaning towards it. I mean, look, man, I just bet it like right before we hopped on the pod. It's just it's, automatic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his rebounding prop is a 10 and a half. It's at minus 130. I think you play double, double two. It's like minus right. one. It's just a ridiculous number. Um, But you know, his history against Aiton has been incredible as well. Um, He's got over 10 and a half in uh, four straight games. The one and he's got one at 10 and then he's got another two games after that with 18 and 14. So, I mean, he's got some big, big rebound games against Aiton. Um, I like, I think it's a good spot. Cat actually, oddly enough, I looked at this the other day, Gobert's rebounds actually go up by one per game with cat, which I was like, Oh, interesting um yep. was a little surprised by that but like you know that that's the way the cookie crumbles you know so it's it's very interesting i love that spot and uh, i don't know if you have anything else you want to add on that particular part of the cap but uh we can talk about the game as a whole as well 
Uh, you just talking about the rebounds? Yeah. Like just, just overall. Yeah. I mean, um, let me, I know for one, I love attacking. Like it's, it's always Chicago and Atlanta. Cause you got DeMar DeRozan takes 35 shots a game. They're all from mid range. So it's yep. like, if you're, if you got a, a good rebounder, like Gobert or even Jonas, like I hate betting on Jonas, but like, Oh dude, I hate him. Too. I bet him. To, I bet him last night though. So yeah. I, we'll see how that's going, but he was playing the Warriors. So I was right. like, I got to bet this. So he's got four. Right now we're recording it. He's got four in the first quarter. So uh, we're doing okay. This problem is at 11 and a half. But, you know, the thing that I think is interesting about this particular game, right? Like the Suns and the um, the Wolves, right? So obviously Kevin Durant is supposed to come back. And Kevin Durant has been surprisingly good on defense, right? Um, so I'm a little bit interested to see how that impacts their defense as a whole. But also... I'm very interested in the fact that like there's no lines out for him yet, right? Um, last time he came back when he debuted for the Suns, he played 27 minutes. I bet the under on yeah, his points, and like it was the, it was sweaty, and like it shouldn't have been sweaty because they pulled him. I don't know if you remember they pulled him remember. with like seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I was like, all right, bet's over, we're done, it's fine. They put him back in with three minutes to go. <laughs> so uh, the wind-up was he, he cashed for me, but I think some of the people that got a bad number, um, they they wound up losing. So like I'm looking at that, and uh, one of the things that I'm doing with Durant is I basically said, look, if if this line opens again at you know 25 and a half again, like we gotta we gotta bet that. But if I even see 22 and a half, I'll probably play that under, um, just because I capped his minutes. Just looking at his career, I'm capping his minutes at like 27. When you, like, I'm sure you do this because I know a lot of other people do it, but I always think that there's like a fallacy in it, right? So when people say like, oh, when as long as somebody plays this many minutes, they do, they perform at this rate, right? Like, and they like, they're successful. Uh, you know, they hit this prop in 10 of the 15 games that they played 25 or more minutes. I always think the fallacy in that is, is like, okay, but you have then, you're cutting the bottom, right but then you're not yep. cutting the top because you have a lot of these guys it's like yeah like maybe i think he's gonna play 25 30 minutes but i don't think he's gonna play 40 minutes tonight so like what are we i think it's, it gets a little bit tough there how do you um how do you like target guys like when they're coming back from an injury i don't <laughs> I, don't, I, don't touch I don't even look at them you're like you're a freak for even betting on no. this <laughs> i am i'm good no i um speaking of that that's funny that you brought up the minutes thing because i uh i lost a i lost a bet the other day that i should have cleared by a mile um uh, it yeah. was i'm not i'm gonna butcher his name but he's for the jazz uh oche oche agbaji yeah yeah agbaji. yeah yeah agbaji yeah he uh I, I, I threw in that sad. I said, yeah, he plays 28 plus minutes. He's scoring 14 points a game. And then he goes and plays and he hits two threes like back to back in the first quarter. And then he's, he hits one free throw the other three quarters. And, and yes, I had him, I had him for uh 10 plus points. And then I had Walker Kessler to have two, uh, two blocks against oh. Yusuf Nurkic. Well, Kessler had three blocks. I could have just played his, you know, his straight, but you yeah, just I played him straight. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> I don't bet really on anybody coming back from injury. And actually that's a good thing. You said that because I was getting ready to say, um, does Anthony Edwards look like he's actually all right? Because I, I don't, I don't know if that ankle is actually all right. He just kind of toughed it out. Yeah. Like the guy he is. And dude, I don't know. Like his, his scoring has been way down lately. And honestly, this matchup against Phoenix, it's interesting because I think it's kind of a good matchup for him. Um, but the problem is, is really like, Okogi has been very good defensively, which has been a little surprising. He's actually graded out like similarly to Mikel, which which I was stunned by, right? And then Durant's return should honestly help the defense a little bit as well. So this is a spot he's struggled in, and he's got like three like very down games in a row. So I don't know. It's tough. His props at 22 and a half though. So, I mean, we're, we're talking like a real, real low line. It's very low. I mean, the last game he played against Phoenix, he did have what 31, but I doubt that was with cat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the concerning thing is no. you're right though. Like his field goal attempts are down. So over the last three, he's got 16 and 14. And then obviously the game in Chicago, he didn't really play a lot. So um, we're, you know, that's obviously an issue, but it's, it's definitely, 
it, his minutes are there, but I it's like he's not really in a rhythm just yet. Yeah. Also, um, I think a lot of it has to do with Mike Conley too. I mean, yeah. I, I, a lot of people are talking about how important Mike Conley is compared to like D'Lo, and I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna sit like here and D-Lo. I'm not I gonna like sit. D-Lo. I was gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and flaunt Mike Conley because he's not he's not this all star all pro type player. But like I mean, he knows how to run an offense. He knows how to put players in position to score. Um, so you think that would help Anthony Edwards? But yeah, I, and Edwards. I mean it, it's kind of an interesting matchup for Conley, right? Uh, against against Chris Paul here. So Conley obviously he's like found like a decent amount of success against. Chris Paul of late um, he's had double digit points in five straight games. And, you know, he's getting Conley Conley has been like getting up there in terms of his, like his years, <laughs> like any, you know, and, and the miles on those legs, but he's played pretty well against Chris Paul, um, including, you know, he had some like eight assist game, a 10 assist game that was back with Utah um, last season, but it definitely, definitely a spot that's, kind of interesting to to maybe look at um when you're looking at the rest of the slate though is there anything else that you think is you know particularly standing out like is there a game that you want to talk about from what you've capped so far looking at tomorrow or looking at today rather um the only thing i i did circle which now hold on uh it would be I circled DeMontis Sabonis mm-hmm. over 19 and a half rebounds and assists. Um, okay. The only thing that I will say, he had 28 against, he plays Portland. Yeah. He had, he had 28 rebounds and assists against Portland. And for a while, a lot of people were attacking his just PRA straight up. And, yeah. you know, and that's, the, I was one of those guys. I mean, it was around New Year's. I had like three straight games of just PRA over, PRA over, yeah, yeah. over. I mean, I even was doing a little like, uh what do you want to call it like a little parlay strategy where i was taking i was going into one game going on DraftKings, going to you know same game parlay going to the combos and just doing three or four guys pra yeah picking you know like they're they're over so like for sabonis i do 40 like i think it was that's generally that's where he was at a lot yeah yeah, um, I think the games that I did it, like, it was around New Year's, which, you know, it's been a minute from, from now, but uh, <laughs> it was Utah and Sacramento, so I would literally play, like, Fox, uh, Sabonis, and Laurie Mark and his PRAs, get, like, plus 500 odds, you know, and just put, like, half a unit on it, and then, you know, and those would hit, but Sabonis um, against Portland on the 23rd of February, he did have, he had 46 PRA, and his line sitting at 38 and a half, um, and then obviously in his last 10 games, he's had 41.8, but rebounds yeah. and assists, um, he's averaging 21.6 in his last 10. And then just the, the, the thing, it's not really the assist that leans me towards this is more of the rebounds, yeah. uh, in that, in that matchup, he did have 10 assists. He's averaging eight and a half in his last 10 games. Um, and then, you know, Portland allows the second most assists, um, as a team, because yeah. they're just a terrible, terrible. I mean, defense. I think the thing is too, it's like, they don't have Nurk. They don't have, they don't have these guys. I mean, the King should realistically like run them off the floor. Like yeah, this that's should be the only problem. This should be a blowout. Like I, I would, I almost like in some of those games where it's like, all right, well their offense is going to score. And like the Blazers defense is buns. Like their defense is bad. Right. Yeah. Do you target then like some of the first quarter markets or are you just like, nah, like, fuck it. Like we're going to go with it. Uh, like, you know, I, like I always filter like on props.cash sometimes like by 10 wins of 10 or more wins of 15 or more, something like that. And then try to determine whether or not there's actually good value in the hit rate. Um, no, I don't, I don't do any like first quarters. I mean, I've seen a couple people, you know, we, we talked about a little bit, uh, yeah, like monotone's a king monotone's yeah, a king. Like he yeah, crushes first quarters. Yeah. And you know? I've seen a couple other people <laughs> kind of getting into it, uh, recently. And I just, it's a good thing because you don't get to blow out proof, but like, yeah. And you, and you got those guys that like, they'll play 12 minutes one game and they'll play eight minutes the next game. And you know, know. they don't pick up any fouls in the first quarter. So it's like, why are they only playing, you know, eight minutes tonight? Um, but you get that with that, you know, you get variance with every single prop, no matter what you play second quarter, if that was a thing you could. <laughs> but... <laughs> Dude. I, I mean, I like the play though. I think for RA with Sabonis, right. He's hit that in six of his last 10 games. And he's played, he's missed it. He crushed it in the one game against Portland. Um, and then he went way, way under 
in the, the other game, but the other game had Nurk playing. And Nurk obviously is like that exact archetype that bothers Sabonis, right? So like we watched it, it was it was actually really interesting because we watched Sabonis do it in like back-to-back-to-back games where he played Kessler, Gobert, Kessler, which is like ironic for so many reasons, right? But he struggled against that mold of like that big, like big, tall, strong, defensive center. And that's what Sabonis struggles with because he's he's playing the five, but he's like a very, very modern five. He is mm-hmm. not going to be able to get to the rim in the same way. Like he can outmaneuver you. You'll see him outspeed you or take you out on the perimeter. But uh, against some of those better defenders like Kessler and Gobert, he's going to struggle. Um, and that's like a bad matchup for him. But Portland just doesn't have anybody like that. Like he's going to absolutely cook Drew Eubanks. Like we all yeah. know that. So uh, I, I like the bet. I think that there's definitely a lot of value there. Um, especially with the assists, like he shouldn't really have any issue um, dishing for them. Um, it's just for him. Yeah. Real, sorry, real quick for him. It's been like, it's, it's these like patterns. Like he'll have, you know, a five game streak of like nine plus assists, or he'll be like, yeah. he'll be like shooting eight times in three quarters and he'll have 10, 11 and 11. I'm like, what do you like? What are we doing here? Are you scoring? Are you not? And like, yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to say it's matchup either. It's most of the time. I feel like it's just a, you're rolling a dice on, on him. So it's like PRA is always like a good option for me, for him, but then also just like rebounds and assists because like he, if you look at the usage rate of everybody else uh, in regards to rebounds on that team, it's, it's Sabonis him. is up here and yeah. you've got like, Harrison or Trey Lyles like at the bottom and he it's a very wide difference it's such a weird yeah it's such a weird thing with him like I I like don't like I almost love his like RA most games but then like I don't love his points just because like he just doesn't find the need to score he's not a selfish player right so I always think that that's you know like particularly interesting um tomorrow though we've got we've got a couple more big games right so, or today, I keep saying tomorrow, but today we've got a couple more big games. Um, <clears throat> what's up with Luca, man? Like, <laughs> like, what's good with the Mavericks? Like, I like unfiltered. Like, what are your thoughts on this? I don't, team, I don't want to talk about the Mavericks because you probably <laughs> saw it that last night, or I'm sorry, two days ago, they, uh, Kyrie Irving crushed my hopes and dreams because <laughs> this man, they were beating the Indiana Pacers by 30 points. This man came in the game with nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. They were up by 30, and he says, I had him. Okay, so another part of my process, I'll just say this now. Um, I, I My my volume has changed. I'm not, like, as much as a – Oh, yeah, I want to talk about this, yeah. Um, I'm not as much as a super low-volume guy because you know how many times I would have, like, last year where I'd post, like, I'd go on – this is before my dub club and everything. I'd post all my plays on Twitter. I'd post them in the Discord. And then in my Discord, I'd post a list of leans. And, you know, all those leans would <laughs> all just the be leans hit. every night. Leans and always so, hit, man. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done taking any lean – or I'm not – I'm done, like, not taking the leans, and so I'm taking them. But also, um, I found a lot of, like – and I mean, this something I, I – I use a lot, um, mm-hmm. found a lot of like success and I honestly, a lot of fun in betting like positive EV plays. And I use, okay. I use, I use odd jam to, to do that. Yeah. Um, we've, I've talked with them a couple of times and you know, their, their tool is fantastic. Um, and, but it's one of those things. It's just like when you've got guys getting put in, you know, put on FanDuel 10 minutes before the game, you've got to like snap on brutal. it. And go. Brutal. Yeah. And that's so why like, I like, yeah, that's why I write that props forecast every week. Cause I try to like get that out there and like have people have an idea of like, all right, like I know that Joe is targeting the spot on this day, on this time, like, and this is where he thinks the line is. Let's see what we can like. And you, there's just no way to get it out otherwise. So people can so, kind of look at it, but a tool like that is a hundred percent helpful. I bring that up because my Kyrie Irving under five and a half assists was very, very like a, a high profit margin on positive, like, yeah, it was a positive EV play because that was they had released. Hey, they changed or no, I'm sorry. They had reposted. It was MGM. They posted his line before. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of like when it was, but they it was like it before when, the Luca news. Yeah, before the Luca news. So then when like when I refreshed like the tool, it popped up as like, you know, top of the board. Like and this so I played move. it. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. It didn't move. 
And then, and uh, you know, it was six with Luca, and I'm like, that's kind of high. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it, it just, if you just look at it from a, a basketball fan perspective and you know Luca and you know how ball dominant usage rate he is. 100%. Um, yeah. So he had three, you know, he had three assists going into those nine minutes and back to back to back possessions. He, Kyrie got three <sighs> assists and killed me. And then they took him out. And I'm like, of course, you're going to take him out. It's like, you're like uh, a blowout. So, like, yeah, exactly. They're about 35 <laughs> points. And I'm just like, Kyrie, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's like, dude, you're killing me. Yeah, um, they're bad. Like, I, I don't know. It's, they're, yeah, it's, it's dangerous. Like, I'm getting nervous as a Knicks fan that they're actually going to be so bad that their pick isn't going to convey. Because they gotta be, it, it's top ten protected. So I'm like, yep. wait, I'll, like I was, I've been rooting for them to be bad all season, and now I'm like, wait, 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 not that bad, not that bad. Yeah, like, <laughs> so no, it, it's just you don't, you don't realize those those role players what they do for you. Like, the, like people want to talk about Dorian Finney Smith, but that guy probably has more importance to the Dallas Mavericks franchise than Kyrie Irving ever will. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, sorry, Kyrie's but... probably going to be on the Lakers next year. So, yeah, I mean, true, you true. Know, so that's even, why I even more so. But um, I think I think one of the things that you mentioned before was interesting. Right. And I, I might have talked about this in the pod in a previous episode. But um, when you talked about your edges. Right. So you mentioned how like pretty much like every time I don't log a play, like, and I, if I bet it, like I can't log on the app for whatever reason, it always hits. It's a lock to hit if I don't log it. Right. So you were talking about that with your leans. One of the things that I think is interesting is I was reading this. Um, I think it was called the gamblers like fallacy or something like that, or it's some sort of like probability. I forget the name of it, but it was a probability model. And basically what it was talking about was how, when you only play a couple different things, um, the opportunity for variance is interesting, right? So it's like, if you can pick your three highest edges, right? For whatever reason, um, those in theory should hit more than like your next five, say, right? But those three, you have more, you can have more variance with because they can, like, if you go one and two, as opposed to, you know, maybe like relatively even, granted, you're always paying a vig with betting, right? But you don't get the chance to, kind of play that variance out if your bankroll like if you're using huge unit like like if you're using huge units like in terms of your bankroll like relative to your bankroll and you're betting them on only a couple plays um have you found it better to bet on more plays to kind of get your variance out like look at all of the things that you like and maybe reduce your unit size if that's something that you do or do you do you think obviously or like uh, it doesn't I don't think that you, this is the case since you said that you changed it but uh, or do you think it's better to just find like one player of the day and be like this is the play play this one. So uh, when it comes to like those positive EV plays, I don't like. It's not like a. How do I want to say this? It's not like when I see something pop up and it's like, oh, you've got 25. Like I, it rarely happens or anything over 10 percent, like rarely happens every night. Yeah. Yeah. But when that does happen, it's like I'm still I'm never going to be the person that's like, just take it right away. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter, you know, what the scenario is, because it's always like I, I will always include my own research, my own like angles, my own you know 100%. projections into those, even if it is like, oh, I got Barstool playing something at plus 120 and Pinnacles playing it at minus 180. I'm like, OK, well. I'm still going to do my research on it. So like that. Yeah. Like I still got to win it. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so like, but when it comes to like those volumes, like I, I definitely will say like my own research lower volume, but the positive, you know, mixing it into it because like some of those plays, like I kid you not, some of them have been like the easiest like caches of my entire life. Like, yeah, I, I like mean, why is this, why are the, right, right, exactly. Yeah. And then there's days where like, I look stupid, like last, you know, Two days ago, you got Grayson Allen having seven assists, and I'm betting it's under for two and a half. I'm like, oh, that should be a cakewalk. Like, yeah, nope. I, and, dude, sometimes it just happens that way. Because, like, yeah. the, so the thing, because the thing that I was thinking about when I was reading this is basically like the books obviously have unlimited resources. Like, the the resources are essentially unlimited. Like, they can bet against you forever, right? Like, they can take your action forever. So when they they're charging this big, like you you obviously have to be better than the VIG. So you have to win at like over 52.3% on a minus 110. So in order to turn a profit and like, plus like the time that you spend looking into the bets, like whatever, like that should all be considered in your like time and in your energy in terms of like what you're betting. Right. So 
I always think that it's interesting, but I'd rather play slightly smaller units on my edge, like on like what I think makes sense and then try to play as many of my edges as I think I I can or that are worth it. And, you know, sometimes I'm like looking at something, I'm like, that's interesting to me, but like, I'm, I don't find value in it. Right. But I always think that it's like, I'd rather play a little bit more and say like, all right, well, like, I think that over time, because these lines are generally set for like casual betters, because that's generally where they're making a lot of the money is like, I think that I can make money betting on this long term. Um, yep. You know, I, I'm not sure if you feel similarly or not, but that's, that's yeah. kind of the way that I look at it. For those, so for those bets, um, it really depends. Like, um, even if it's like minus one forty odds, and you've got books putting it, you know, plus minus two hundred. Like, I'm still, you know, still very cautious. But those those type of bets are normally like close to units. I mean, because you're already you're paying juice anyways. Yeah. Um, but it really depends on the player, the scenario. Um, a lot of the times I don't get, I don't actually do those like the research for those bets until six o'clock eastern time and not you know right you know an hour before the slate because yeah. that's when like the books are starting to you know put up those really those You're bench players those ones. role players yeah. yeah other other you know lines are opening um but i mean even even in the sense of i'll use an example here um drew holiday got ruled out and then three hours later Giannis got ruled out that was crazy um, I, yeah and so i played I got really good positive EV on uh, Chris Middleton to go under six and a half assists. It oh, was yeah, plus, yeah. <laughs> plus 120 on Barstool. And then I was like, and then I come back to my phone, you know, a couple hours later and I'm like, why is this man sitting at eight and a half? And then I look yeah, at my yeah, phone yeah. and it's like, oh, Giannis, Giannis yeah, you're like, hey, crushed here. Like this. Yeah. So. so, but even in that, like it was plus 120. And like, you know, you look at even. Even the 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 game without Giannis and uh, Drew, he had eleven assists. That did, like steered me away from putting a whole unit on it. You know, so it's really like it's really like with the positive EV plays. It's how much I love the player, how much I trust the player. Yeah, and then going forward is like how much I want to, you know, how much I would want to put on it. So like in that sense, that Ingram play actually cashed under six and a half, which is wild. Yeah. So you know um you you could have played eight and a half but that wasn't like for that purpose it wasn't a positive EV play at that point because that's when the lines were adjusted yeah and um, i think i think that's important to, for people to remember too it's like you can find value in a line like there i saw this thing on twitter i think it was today somebody tweeted some dumb shit and it was like <laughs> oh well like do you do you like it at like minus 145 it's like no man like it's a dramatically different play yeah. like yeah like i think he might go over or i think he might go under but like do i think he's gonna go over 80 percent of the time or like that's obviously not for minus yeah. 140 but like that's that's like where you start finding the edges obviously so um definitely definitely like an interesting scenario that's out there because it's like people always ask that especially when you know it's like when you bet a line a lot of times, like if you bet it and you put it out there, all of a sudden the line goes from minus 110 to minus 150. And it's like, yo, like that that edge isn't there in the same way anymore. Like if it's minus 150, you got to hit this at a much higher clip. You got to hit it at at least 60% of the time to break even. So, yep. you know, you might be saying like, well, there was a 5% edge or like I had a 5% edge at minus 110. So, but that's not there anymore. So right. I, I always think that that's something that people kind of forget about and, you know, don't, don't remember. There's like, Oh, I just want to win. It's like, all right. Like it's probably going to win, but not mm -hmm. like long-term for you. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. A perfect example of that would be um, two days ago, I believe would be the Kings wolves game. Um, as soon as I was sitting there waiting for it, as soon as Anthony Edwards got rolled in, I actually bet Mike Conley's under. And you were okay. talking about him earlier. Yeah. Yeah. He scored 16. So I lost, but oh, it's, it, it is, what it but, is, right? But it was an under, it was 13 and a half. You know, Anthony Edwards got ruled in. You got Cat, you got Gobert, you know. You got to bet that. Like, that's a right. good bet. Yeah. Right. Like, you're, you're not really going to see Mike Conley get a 13 and a half number. However, though, it was MGM. They put it right, right at plus 100. As soon as I bet it, they locked it. So then when I posted yeah. it, people are like, gone, gone, gone. I'm like, I'm like, all right. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on it. And I'll let you know if I think you should play it. And I was like, no, like, you know, as soon as they put this up, this line's either going to drop. It's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. Yeah, yeah. Like that, all that value is going to be gone. Yeah. And so like, I was just kind of like, don't play it either. If you think, even if you think that like, you know, he's going to 
score one point and hit a, you know, hit a free throw, like don't play it just to play it. You know, like that's, I think that's what a lot of people I've, I've even learned myself that the odds matter a lot more than people think they matter um, because they're like, well, at the end of the day, the bet would still hit, you know, it's like, but long-term if you're, if if you're playing, if you're slaying minus 140, or yeah, minus 140 odds on a play and, and it doesn't hit that next night and you're, you know, you've got two of those plays. Now down, you're, now you're in you're trouble. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, now you're in trouble. Trouble. yeah. What you so, just won yesterday, gone. Yeah. <laughs> producer, producer Corey knows. Cause I like, you know, I always, I always got to bring the Asian in there. Like I got to do the math. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's, that's, that's the half in me. So, you know, we do what we can, but Right. I, I think that I think that these are all like important conversations to have, like in terms of the betting market. Um, but I don't know, like before we get out of here, I don't know if you have any other best bets or like anything else that you're kind of looking at for this slate uh, real quick. If you have something that you wanted to fire off. Otherwise, uh, we'll get into a segment. Uh, I'll explain it to you now, but we'll, we call it we always call it pods and recs. And we always ask for everybody to give one recommendation to the listeners. It can be a recommendation for anything. Uh, we usually have producer Corey start us off there, but uh, if you have a best, if you have anything else that you're looking at or that you fired off on, let us know. Otherwise we'll kind of, we'll kind of get right into it. I don't have anything for Wednesdays other than All right, you're good. And Sabonis, but I do have something from the previously that it didn't hit, but it was kind of wild. If you want me to share that too. Hit it, hit it, hit it. So uh, you guys saw the, the really bad lineup put out for the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. It was a joke. Previous joke, yeah. joke lineup. Um, I've seen too many guys take those, those lineups, those joke lineups and just parlay whatever they can uh, <laughs> for points because you know, somebody's okay. got to score, right? Somebody's got to score. Yeah. So I did a uh, 25 for PJ Washington. I did 25 for Jalen Williams. I did 20 for spy McCalluke, the guy from Michigan, uh, okay. 20 for Giddy. 15 for Dort and 15 for Bryce McGowan's. Um, okay. The game's over with. It didn't hit. It was 401 odds. But PJ had 43. Jalen had 31. Spy had 18. So he was two off. Oh. Giddy had 31. Dort had 16. So he was, he had one over. And then Bryce had 11. So I literally was two, two points from Spy and four points from Bryce. From smacking 401 odds but i mean that was it was i literally i cooked it up in like five seconds i was like it's like this guy's starting this guy's starting this guy shoots a lot this guy passes the ball but he's probably gonna shoot a lot tonight and i yeah. there's no research behind it but you're like this is gonna work but sometimes those are fun like sometimes you yeah. just gotta know like you like i hit schroeder the other day when they ruled yeah. out low um you just gotta know it's like yo like when this guy's out like these are the guys that play and like i'm just gonna try to like go balls to the wall with it so right. i would never uh, like i would never invest my full units into no it's just like McGowan, sprinkles, but... some sprinkles some sprinkles <laughs> so just have some fun with it but yeah, um exactly. but producer Corey, how you doing i've been better joe what, what's the matter Corey? what what you know the devils are struggling with their lines here so they, they clinched the playoffs all right it's gonna be up <laughs> yeah there. Yeah, I was at the Heartbreaker um, last week. With I mean, um, you have to be more specific. We're having with, one almost every other day now. Well, it was the <laughs> one where uh, it was the one where Hughes had the shot off the goalpost in overtime, or in the yeah, end. That was of the loudest. Year. That was the most unfortunate rebound in hockey history. As yeah, as I was. The, I was there. I witnessed it. It was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, but how how are you doing otherwise? What's the problem here? Well, the problem is that 9-11 is impacting me every day to this day. <laughs> I just booked my flight for somebody's wedding. Name names. <laughs> I won't name names. <laughs> he might be in the room right now. But I, I opened up like an asshole. I opened up the fees and expenses tab on like the receipt. Sure. And I get charged, what was it, a 9-11 tax? There's so many reasons why. That's oh, I'm sorry. Still. The September 11th security fee. It's it's like eleven dollars both ways. What the fuck? Are Dude, we not I, done with this? Are I, you kidding it, me? It would be more. They should have made it nine dollars and eleven cents each way. I would be more impressed if they were able to pull that shit off than charge me like a whopping five dollars per yeah. flight on a round trip. I mean, dumb that's, shit. That's unbelievable. Do, do you think? Do they charge that? Like. Every... It's in the fees. You don't even look at it. So I looked like an it. asshole. All of a sudden, oh, you did. just see it later? After so... I hit purchase. So, <laughs> uh, But I now have a new life goal, which is to get rid of that for all Americans. 
Hey, and well, you know what? Fuck it. International travelers, you're getting charged too. Change you should be board. saving at least $10 a flight. God bless, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm glad that you're working for the common folk over here. And yeah, I wonder if the people that have something. If you fly private, do you have to pay these fees? I doubt it. So this is literally a tax on the poor people. It's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, fucking economy back here. I got to pay for bullshit TSA to like wave a wand around my junk and then call me clear. Like it's so stupid. Uh, anyway, I just had a Fresca. I haven't had Fresca in a long time. It's really delicious. Go get a Fresca. That's my recommendation. Dude, the last time I had a Fresca, I put it in jungle juice. Hey, that's a good idea. Try it without the booze. It's very refreshing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my uh my recommendation is um what did i do oh my recommendation is clean out your car um so this actually isn't surprisingly not food related time right out now, but... i'm gonna stop you right there yeah oh i thought it was supposed to be betting led... i'm sorry <laughs> oh no give me anyway oh, <laughs> oh, what, what led I'm, to I'm the good. cleaning what? what led to the cleaning <clears throat> um honestly i just was like fed up like it just like needed to get clean like i just had like stuff like it wasn't even like really dirty it was just stuff on the floor um how many hoodies no hoodies uh a jacket three umbrellas i don't know how that you're gonna regret not having those one day no so i have i have my one i have my prosecon umbrella in there um so (laughs) it's it's great umbrella it's a golf is it bulletproof it should be you know (laughs) so um so it's, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's a golf umbrella. It's proof from like my shots. Cause I just can't, I stink at golf, but you know, uh, it, so I had stuff like that. But what I did was I took out all the stuff out of the car, um, got some of those like wipes, like wipe the car down. Got, mm-hmm. I had like the little handheld vacuum, vacuum the shit out of it. Um, and, and this was nice. Actually, it was not necessarily related to the cleaning, but I got new windshield wipers Dude, which it's ones? So, it's so clear. I got the Michelin ones. They had them at Costco, so it was great. Like I was shout like, shout out oh. to Costco. Again. Shout out to Costco. Sponsor Another us. recommendation. Oh, Classic recommendation. Costco. I might so, be going there tomorrow. Oh god, hell man. yeah! So it's I did day. all that. The one thing I was disappointed about though was when I was at Costco, they didn't have the fruit smoothie. So I was very sad about that because uh, that's one of my staples. Get it right, Costco. Get it right. I know. I was, I was pissed. I don't know what happened. The machine was broken. It was like McDonald's. So, um, Joe, hypothetically, if I were not paying <laughs> about $11 total on a round-trip <laughs> ticket in 9-11 tax, yeah. I could have just afforded the interior car cleaning. You could have. When I got the exterior uh-huh. of my car cleaned. You could have. You could have. That's you another way that I could have saved you time had I noticed this was a thing we were paying you're calling you may as well call it the car wash tax at this point why didn't they wipe this away when we got bin laden i feel like that would have been an immediate boom he's dead no more no more 9-11 tax on your flights well maybe we'll get it not maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get like a stimulus package in like another 30 years or something for this oh good so at that point i'll probably have like about a thousand dollars racked up (laughs) something like that deposit it increase the bankroll it'll be perfect the last recommendation that i have is um I have been air frying vegetables and it's really been phenomenal. Honestly, we're both shaking our heads. Like, like yes. you like throw, do a little, yeah. little olive oil, little, little salt, little pepper. That's all you really Burn need. the shit out of it. Toss that shit in there. <laughs> get, dude. So yeah. Good. Like I want, like I've been doing green beans and if like, the broccoli's I, like, not black. Put it back in. No, I can like, <laughs> I, yeah, like I've been, I've been ripping broccolini. I love broccolini. And then like, I've been rationalizing the fact that like, or like telling myself that when I eat the green beans out of the air fryer, it's kind of like fries and <laughs> it's helping me lose weight. So it's, it, we'll, we'll take it. But uh, like with that, that with that, some nutritionist is going to listen to this and be like, Ooh, that's a good idea. <clears throat> yeah. But with that menu, uh, chef, do you have any specials for us here for the recommendations? I got to know what's your, uh, what's your guy. This isn't a recommendation. What's your favorite, favorite Costco item? What's, what do you guys? Oh, what do you guys always oh, have dude. to get every time you go there? Well, I like I said, I normally get the the berry smoothie. Um, I also tend to like from the court, or are you talking about just... from the food court? I tend okay, to get yeah. the, I tend to get that wild boy Joe, wild boy. I, know. <laughs> I also I also really like they have great cauliflower pizza. Not gonna lie, 
Um, and kick rocks, dude. Dude, it's great. It's <laughs> fucking dynamite. Why don't you just and, get like Motor City pizza? Like that's what I get from there. That's either eat the pizza or don't eat the pizza. Why I get the cauliflower, cauliflower. I get the cauliflower pizza. I buy the bag of avocados because it's a great fucking deal. Um, that is a good deal. It is a great deal. And a lot of times I get the um, uh, I get the the frozen Bibigo chicken cilantro wontons. Toss those bitches in the air fryer, and it's just like it's a relatively healthy snack. It's nice. I so like yeah, I just I hit you say, with like I, ten things. The only thing that is a constant is the double box of Honey Nut Cheerios, like the big old family size box of. Honey <laughs> I got Nut the Cheerios. fruity pebbles. That's, that's Hell funny. yeah, there I gotta is. stay loaded yeah. on all times. So like yeah. any trip will involve that. It's a go-to <laughs> item. It's a great. It's a great one. I can't, yeah, I like can't if the say apocalypse I'm... hits, I'm good for like a good week. No week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until you don't need milk after one day. It's going to be a dry-ass week. <laughs> no, I can't say that I'm pretty uh, – I, I go there shopping, you know, for health and fitness, you know. It's no. – uh, for me, they used to have um, – it used to be like – I don't know what it's called now. I don't know why they changed. They they put the bag, the chicken in one bag and give it a new name. It's probably related stuff. to lawsuits if I had to guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. I'm talking about – I'm going to have to just... change the name of that LLC. <laughs> <laughs> talking about that just bear chicken that everyone talks about saying that it's like a knockoff of a chick-fil-a i will say it tastes like oh Chick-fil-A. shit oh you know i don't know what about? you're talking about no. yeah hey give it a little search um oh, if you go yeah. to costco like dude, Corey's gonna put this in the link dude, uh, I, I, I guess who's going to costco tomorrow <laughs> yo hold on hold on wait so i mean i live i live mm-hmm. in indiana but the nearest costco like i'm on the border of indian ohio so like the nearest costco is like 45 minutes from me so i mean i'm gonna eat it I hope that you guys all have the same stuff. My biggest complaint about I got two within about... twenty. I can figure it out. <laughs> right, right. You can you can find it, but it's not. I they're can not go on tour if I need to anymore. <laughs> the uh, the ones that I have, honestly, Loki, I could probably just go look in the freezer right now and tell you what the name of it. But they changed. It's the same chicken. They put it in a new bag and said, "Here you go. Here's a new label for it." Fucking I'm like, marketing assholes. <laughs> That's dynamite. That's dynamite. Send us the link when you're done. All right. All right. But, but uh, my, what else? fuck yeah. What you, my, what else you got for us? My biggest, I have a recommendation and a complaint. Complaints about Costco. Why is cherry season like a, a season? Because when I go to the regular grocery <laughs> store, I'm paying $5 a pound for cherries. When I go to Costco and get like six pounds for $3. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's, it's Kirkland's harvesting cycle. It's just, yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like they'll have strawberries and they're like, they're literally Dude. giving me strawberries. Like, and then I go to, right. I go to Whole Foods and it's like $80 for four. The cherries are just like they're so good, but it's like I can't go to the Walmart and pay fifty dollars for ten pounds when Costco. How are you supposed being... to sleep at night? Right, <laughs> can't even afford rent anymore. <laughs> uh, but you want my recommendation? I'll give you my yeah, recommendation. Hit us um, with it. Hit so us you with it. you saw it the other day in the group chat. Um, get a puppy if you don't have any patience. Just get a puppy, like. <laughs> I, 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 I get mad at some some pretty like and I'll be honest, you know, this is my character. Like I'll be playing yeah, you know, for example, you you got you were heating up your pasta and I'm over here playing MLB show and I'm like I'm smacking perfect perfects and they're going lined out to the second baseman and I'm like what the hell, man? Like but when it comes to real life stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit easier. Then you get a puppy and then it's a different story because it's yeah. like it's like I can't I can't be mad at this like do I do I just get mad at it or do I do the, I like the only thing you can do with a puppy honestly is just pay <laughs> buy insurance yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like, renters insurance, home insurance, car insurance, whatever you need, like yeah. any any type of insurance. No, I, I'm not kidding. It's too hard I, like, for me. I'm I have not spent, gonna be able to do it. I have made so much money from the dog insurance, like not made yeah. money, but like the amount that yeah. they've had to pay out on my dog is unfathomable. Because yeah. she just eats everything. She ate my pills, dude. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. She's like, I'm not going to ask the obvious follow up question to that, but it was my arthritis. I'm assuming her medicine. heart was racing. Was yeah, my okay. arthritis medicine. It definitely starts with an A. Okay. <laughs> does uh does melatonin Cetaminophen. work? Talking Tylenol ball. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so um, yeah, no. So it was uh, it was a disaster. But I would recommend just having funky dreams after eating that much melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually just pot. Like, yeah. She's sprinting right now. 
man. So, all right. Well, well, chef, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Uh, it was good to, it was good to chat it up and talk about the slate and everything. Uh, and some of the ways that you kind of look at these angles, but, uh, let everybody know what your, let everybody know what your Twitter handle is and where to find you real quick. Uh, it used to be prop chef bets, but now it's at it's chef Jeff all, you know, uh, lowercase I lowercase T S and then chef Jeff capital C capital J. Um, I started like maybe a week ago. I did a TikTok video that I'm, I'm not making another one of those. Again. It's not happening. <laughs> I can't do it. It's, it's no, I can. It's just, it's so awkward just talking to myself. Like I, even a, earlier i was doing the spaces and nobody came in for the first five minutes i'm sitting there going okay cleveland and atlanta um and i'm like what am i what am i pleasing right now like um, <laughs> no i mean you could if you go on my twitter page you'll see a link tree there's a bunch of stuff in there just all right perfect uh, perfect yeah. that, that's perfect so all right guys that's chef jeff on it's chef jeff on twitter you can check out his link tree uh you can follow him i know he's got the dub club you can get his personalized newsletter everything like all his picks and stuff and, uh, you know, get priority access to the menu. Um, but with that, and with all that priority menu and all that menu, check out this menu for Wednesday, check out the slate, get in some of those specials, and let's cash that. Swag, 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 swag. Young baby's got ass, come on, 
they they swag. I could swag. I Nice, 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 nice,